Welcome to the Twash Future Baby Cast. Can I have a little bit of poor Sacco? <laughs> have a little bit of pussy? Oh, can I have a widow pussy, please? <laughs> Guys, you're getting pussy? me turned on. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Same song. <laughs> <laughs> just the the the, Ol- the Olga Koch sex line versus guys who respond to you on Twitter is just you being like, "Oh, I wish I could have a widow penis." Oh, <laughs> name it what it is. <laughs> mm. Oh, I w- I just I'm so I'm so hungry for pee pee. Oh, That's a perfect impression of you. Mm. Uh, shut the fuck up before I come back there and slap your tits. Anyway, welcome to Trash Future. Wow. Wow, I'm seeing double here. Four, Olgas. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. It's time for another TF bonus episode. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, it is Riley, Milo, Alice, and Olga. You didn't do uh, the bonus voice. The bonus voice. The bonus. bonus. Welcome to the boners episode. Welcome to the, the bonus, bonus episode. Everyone's got their boners out. Milo, can you please turn, the, turn it down on my headphones? Uh, there's too much us. Be careful with that boner. It's gonna do a little splat splat. Was <laughs> that like? Was that like fucking Italian American mother sex voice? Put some more. Put some more. What? what you done? You done eating that boner? Come on! <laughs> you got you pushing it around your plate. <laughs> uh, starving kids in Africa. You leaving your boner? <laughs> oh, welcome uh, to Italian American future. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Ooh. Discriminatory. <laughs> I was I'm Russian, but I grew up in I grew up and went to school in America. Now I live in Britain, so I talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, the listener, are, are privileged n- to know that like uh, for, there have been ten minutes that we cannot have recorded of mm. unlistenable Italian impressions. <laughs> Well, just Wait, Guido, not. Italian American Russian guy who lives in Britain is a very powerful <laughs> energy. Not, not- look at his Durachok. Ah. <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, I'm once again here to corral all the children of whom I am one. Mm. Um, welcome to Trash Future Bonus. Mm. It, we are uh, talking. Uh, uh. <laughs> Usually, Daddy. <laughs> Usually, Olga does those. Mm. Um, no, we oh. are. <laughs> you know what occurred to me the other that day? That what was occurred? Yeah. Moan dot wav is way too powerful, and that I should never have been trusted with it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Olga, what occurred? I'm just to gonna you? keep going. Uh, is that yeah. Daddy in American can be quite hot? Daddy in British is the most harrowing. So imagine just fucking, and someone's like, "Oh yes, Ooh. Daddy, Daddy, Daddy." Absolutely not. Oh no, fuck, fuck, Daddy. Fucked vibes. We are back uh, this week in the bonus episode for a part two, mm. because we we take responsibility for what we have done. We, through irresponsible um, joke makery, yeah, use we, of a lathe in, a, in the second degree, uh, uh, it's a class A misdemeanor. Mm. <laughs> there has been a podcast involved lathing. Yeah, there was an, <laughs> there was an us involved lathing. Yeah, uh, we we may or may not have. Um, S- summoned into existence a um 
a completely anodyne and pointless uh, radio discussion show mm. between the former Home Secretary uh, Amber Rudd, who was responsible for uh, numerous deporta- illegal deportations and the deaths of many. Signing um, off arms exports to Saudi Arabia during the war in Yemen. But in a girl uh, boss way. Just, just so, someone who essentially has caused untold human suffering uh, in every single one of her um, posts in government. Mm-hmm. And her uh, moronic daughter, who just talks about having sex all the time, oh. we we summoned uh, that uh, a podcast between the two of them called Split Opinion. So Milo, your your fake name of the show, Rudderless, was better than yeah. what they have. Mm. Because I, I hate it when, when when the opinion gets split. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway. Fucking, fucking, <laughs> busting in the opinion. So, it's a very horny podcast so far. I have to say, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like some of Flora Gill's energy has transferred to us. I mean, I would just, just like to like... say I cannot fathom a privileged white mm. woman who centers her whole personality and humor around sex. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I can't. I can't picture it. I can't quite fathom it. No. So it is fascinating to me, simply just because it's not something that I've ever seen or encountered. Thank you. <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, effectively, what we did was we decided to take responsibility uh, for our our creation. Um, mm-hmm. This thing that we willed into existence because this this originated out of Twitter, like all of the worst things in the world. Um, where like Flora Gill was sort of like Flora Gill and Abarad would have like jokey replies to each other. Like Flora Gill would post something like, "Man, I love it when my boyfriend does big, huge cums in my pussy," and then Amber Rudd would like reply publicly with like, oh, "I'm your mother. You and I don't feel boyfriend? very good about this." Uh, yeah. <laughs> no girl style. Yikes from me, fam. Yeah, exactly. And so, well, we didn't do any big, huge cums in anyone's pussy in my day. Anyway, mm. uh, this this was apparently you only so to have a little cum in those days. It was rationed. So poor Italian American Amber yeah. Rudd. This was apparently so popular that the the weight of public opinion forced uh, the Times to make this into a podcast or a radio show. So it was made mm. into a radio show as one of the flagship um, programs, one of the killer apps of Times Radio. Mm. Now, dumb the shit. show, dumb the shit, sh- should have had a morning zoo instead. Yeah, <laughs> Sh- should have yeah. just had fucking like the most problematic bullshit artists they had. They should have given Giles Corrin that one. You're, You're listening, listening to, Giles to Amber Rudd and the Horn. <laughs> What about what? Okay, honestly, if we're gonna do a podcast with the two of them, why is it not a true crime podcast where the car, the criminal is always Amber Rudd? <laughs> like, we've uncovered it. Yeah, uh, effectively, um, Amber Rudd and Flora Gill's show is boring and mm. not very funny, and th- because basically no. their show is just a we have we have two within the acceptable um, uh, social spectrum of opinions opinions about some issue like sending nudes and Flora's mm. shtick is I think everyone should put the pussy on the pavement all the time. Yeah. And Amber Rudd's opinion is like I think everyone should wear petticoats from birth. <laughs> and <laughs> it is it is you, the saddest 
and most misjudged double act since I was Roxy Hart uh-huh. in a sixth form production of Chicago. <laughs> it's <laughs> real bad. You have merely adopted the petticoat. I was born in one. Yeah. <laughs> so, we have to acknowledge the fact that fucking Flora Gale said of a text message, it was left on read. Yes, that was wild to me. Like, that was the funniest part because, like, okay, so the first half an hour of this show, I would say, was like funny in the sense that I bit through my own hand at certain (laughs) points, like, because it was so bad. Because it's just like they're just so, like, bone achingly posh, but are trying to be relatable. And so Flora Gill keeps trying to do, like, internet banter, but that she's never said out loud before. So the bit was just like, oh, mum, I can't believe it. I texted you when you were on, when you were on Parliament TV and I saw you look at the text and turn over your phone and ignore it. You left me on read ah! it's like oh ah! she, she, oh, she talks no. about a boy ghosting her but the way she says ghost rhymes with like taste <laughs> ghosted me it <laughs> just sounds australian Holy geisted me! Fucking fucking you geisted me! (laughs) Holy fucking geisted me! We're approaching like a a unified field theory here, which is that as uh, British people get more posh, they asymptotically approach Australian. Yeah, it turns out that Andrew Law actually the King of England. Yeah, that's right. Uh, So yeah, exciting news for Andrew Law. Yeah, it means future episodes of the Boney Island Whitefish, available only on this Patreon. Uh, will be much more exciting. Another Wait, really why cringe... did you do the sexy voice for the Boney Island Whitefish? I mean, mm, the Boney I, Island I, Whitefish. I enjoy it, but it's not a set. It's not the flaccid Island Whitefish. Boner Island Whitefish. So, mm. so, uh, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna go into the details about this awful show between no, I don't the want former to. fascist Home Secretary. Can we have school outside former... today? This was boring. It mm. like genuinely, I was expecting this to be much worse than it was. I was expecting it to be like Flora Gill was just going to be doing come town bits, and Amber Rudd was just going to be like, "Well, that isn't very deportations of you." But instead, <laughs> it's just it was so fucking trivial. It was so. Yeah. Boring very, and so I'm, I'm badly produced, and I, I realize I, I'm saying this on a on a podcast where it's like three people talk over each other, and also I have a button for moan oh, oh, oh. But like, yeah. genuinely, the, there was absolutely no interest. Yeah. Like Flora Gill had this kind of fucked cadence the whole time, where she was like mm. reading it off of notes or something. Her, the thing about Flora Gill that annoys me is that her face is too long. She looks like she's wearing. A scream mask. It's mm. like it's very like I, I think we can all agree what we we're expecting was Flora Gill just to be like, oh, mummy. So like, imagine it's like an Italian American guy, but he's but he's British, you know? Like he's like, oh, oof, my road. <laughs> well, no, I want I want to hear I want to hear Flora Gill now do a, a rendition of all my favorite come town bits. Yes, I yeah, want exactly. to hear her do Valero boss. <laughs> also, <laughs> no, they um, have no so, chemistry whatsoever, and like they don't have like a human no. relationship. At some point, Flora mentioned like how someone like took off a condom while having sex with her and any human a person you've never met you'd be like i'm so sorry that happened her mom was like that's very interesting it was horrifying (laughs) yeah it's it's so interesting because amber rudd like activates politician mode and so like they had Mm. a guest on and i think this is part of their regular format we only listen to one episode we will never listen to another one we will never do that never next week their guest is rory stewart Fuck. Anyway, they they talked to this guest who's the sex educator, and Amber Rudd was like, Oh, well, that was very interesting. It certainly changed my point of view about a few things in just the most hustings voice imaginable. 
Um, yeah, yeah, it was extremely so, like the end of an episode of Arthur. Well, I think we all learned an important lesson. So before we, yes. but no, we will get to that in detail, but I want to talk a little bit about Times Radio first and what it actually is. Because Times Radio was started like last week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's br- like, you know, you know how radio is podcast, but for bigger nerds? Well, this is like a bigger nerd version of that. Well, no, it's not for, it's, it, no, Times Radio has to be understood as what it truly is, which is like, a version of universal credit for Hugo Rifkind, effectively. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like, it's a make work program. Yeah, uh, keep Giles Corrin away from his wife. Yeah, it is. And, and instead of that, they put him in front of a live microphone. Just wild mm. decision making. So the way to understand Times Radio is that it is evidence in the form of an LLC and some microphones that it is impossible impossible to face any kind of consequence for anything in the UK if you are of the right class. The Mm. entire society that we live in is based on providing these people free lifetime mediocrity insurance and just making sure that they are never short of different gigs so that they can feel important, which is very funny because... Can I can I quickly butt in here with like the bit of the Amber Rudd and Flora Gill podcast that made me lose my mind the most? We are going to talk about it in the second half. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was just this bit, which is, it just plays in so well to what you're saying at the moment, which was there was a bit where she was like, she was like, God, you know, sometimes I wish that my dad was like, had been less of a like really talented and famous writer because they're just like such big shoes to fill in journalism. And it's like, you're a 29 year old columnist in a national newspaper. I have some fucking news for you about how you got that fucking job. <laughs> also about the size of those shoes that you're currently occupying. You know, mm. you know that I actually met Pretty a small feet, A.A. Gill. I, I met A.A. Gill once. <laughs> that, that was not what I was getting mm. at, but go off. Let's, let's anyway, do a. A. we took the masks off, chat. and then I thought, I know that dick from somewhere. <laughs> no, I, I, I met A.A. Gill once. Um, he was being uh, taken on a tour by the UN of refugee camps in the Greek islands. It was 2015. Huh. Mm. Was he doing a food review of each one? What size were his feet? This rice ration, it's decent, but it lacks punch. I don't know, but his dick was huge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, so uh, yeah, met him once. Very nice man. Anyway, uh, down to earth, surprisingly very funny. RIP, pouring one out for real. It was literally at a charity event. (laughs) It was a charity event, and he was very funny and very down to earth, but I wasn't (laughs) surprised. No, uh, so basically. Um, so Stig Abel, the uh, former editor of The Sun, um, is... You might have heard of ableism. Well, it's when you're mean to Stig Abel. <laughs> so Stig Abel, the former editor of The Sun, has proclaimed that uh, he, he has said it is a new voice in British radio. So this is from his writing. Mm. I never use an alarm clock to wake up, says Stig Abel, writing in The Times. No, I only <laughs> use Flora Gill talking yeah. about big I only cums. use it to come. Yeah, I never use an alarm clock to wake up. I have faith that my mind will lurch me into consciousness at the right time without the prompt of any hostile electronic wailing. This is only that this is something that's written by someone. Alarm clocks are too left wing. <laughs> <laughs> this is that's the thing. This is the opinion of someone who nothing has ever mattered for. No, He's, yeah, mm. it's just like I assume I'll wake up at the right time anyway. There are no consequences for me as to whether or not I wake up at, mm. and go into my job or whatever. I'm insulated. That's why they call him Stig Abel because he can he can do anything. 
I really put it to the test last week when I began my career as breakfast presenter on Times Radio, having already yeah, had my career. He is the gunch in Giles and the gunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a guy who um, the British, like, sort of journalistic and literary establishment has spent lo- probably 10 years laundering the reputation of as he went from the editor of The Sun, you know, the paper that... Um, mm. You know, did all you the know. things, the bad things. Did all, yeah. all the stuff, the one that, like, you know... Thing in the solar system the, that we should paper, blow up, yes. Yeah, the paper that you hate, for good reasons. Yeah. The, pa- the paper the paper that, like, you know, covered up the um, sort of deaths by negligence of, of 96 people in Hillsborough because they were like, ah, oh, I like cops. The paper that hacked the phones of the families of missing children. Um yeah. That guy. You know, th- that to guy. To see if they could unturn any yeah. clues. They were doing a true crime podcast. So that guy has had his reputation laundered through the Times Literary Supplement and now gets to have a cutesy, like, oh my God, I have imposter syndrome on his first mm. day in his, like, sinecure job that only we listen to. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, pitch for a better show. Uh, morning Zoo program, Stig of the Dumps. Stig Abel talks you through the best shits he's ever taken. <laughs> Just a million toilet flush sound effects all played over each other at once. So, 100%. On, on Monday morning, my eyes flickered open at 3 a.m. My stomach lurched and my wife sighed expressively and wished me a sleepy good luck. Stick in the wife early, like to see that. Yeah. A few hours later, I was in a goldfish bowl of a studio surrounded by anxious looking executives as the clock ticked up to 6 a.m. and the words. Oh, it's about going to, I thought with the stomach gurgling and his wife wishing him good luck, he was, he was talking about massive shit. I thought you were doing like IBS bits or something. It's gonna be a good one, honey. Spoken with <laughs> just, surreal just confidence. Just give it like forty-five minutes if I were you. Spoken with surreal confidence by my co-presenter Asma Mir. Good morning and welcome to a new voice in British radio. So look, if you want to hear what this new voice is, um, <laughs> we can talk about uh, who who's on a new voice in British radio. Mm. Um, which, by the way, he uh, he says. Um, before I go into the people, actually, I'll say, we know how many people heard what followed because they told us about it on social media and texted emails and on the only civilized medium, the letters page of the Times. Fuck you. God, that's <laughs> so awful. The, 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 the Times letters page, the only interaction I ever had with them was that they refused to... When Sathnam Sangra wrote an article about me when I was still a student, basically calling me a huge dumbass who was ruining politics for running for the Students' Union as a joke, I wrote a rebuttal saying maybe maybe um, actually Sathnam Sangra is a huge dumbass <laughs> because no one basically no one voted in these elections before I ran, and then they refused to print it. So, you know, they're afraid yeah, the, of ideas. The Times, the Times letter page is just like... For dudes who want to call somebody sir, but are too afraid to hire a sex worker. Mm. <laughs> Hell so yeah. The, the, it was reviewed uh, by, by Stig Abel as, this is, the, this is what he, he picks as their review, a series of calm, reasonable voices presenting high quality <sighs> news and comment alongside an impressive series of interviews. Ooh. Wow. So do we want to know what some of the calm, reasonable voices were? Yes, please. Is it people with extremely right-wing views? <laughs> no, sorry, Milo, that's just a coincidence. Oh, okay. That's yeah. not why they were picked. If you, know, if you want to hear anything other than that, you're going to have to listen to like a podcast that's recorded in a basement because some people thought it would be funny. God, well, there are none of those, so we're fucked. Um, so we have, so he says, uh, of, the, of the other people working with him, there were some moments behind the scenes that gladdened my cynical heart too. Again, cynical because you've like... You oversaw phone hacking. You were the editor of this magazine that, like, slandered the dead to protect the cops. Like, yes, you are fucking cynical. I would be cynical if I was a huge dumbass who'd failed my way into every single six-figure job that I'd ever had. 
that's not true. He did a fine job driving around the Top Gear test track really fast. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the normally urbane Giles Corrin pacing nervously before his first show. Normally urbane. Yeah, it's normally just like lackadaisically saying the N-word in a very sort of <laughs> contemplative manner. He is not normally doing that without uh, allegedly... Um, I'm just stuck on this idea of Giles Corrin doing the bit from The Godfather Part 1, where he's like rehearsing his lines outside about to talk to fucking Don Corleone, except it's an audience of us, basically. <laughs> it's just us. Mm. Um, Michael you, Portillo revealing that he has come to me on this, the day of my daughter's podcast, <laughs> on the day of a new voice. Michael Portillo revealing that he had asked his tailor to create bespoke masks from suit offcuts. Cool. The uh, message Britain needed. I love my pinstripe corona mask. I yeah. love to like live inside the Battersea Power Station art gallery and Children of Men, but also it has a carbon monoxide leak that's been going undetected for several months. Well, also, like, you if think about this, right? Uh, British journalism has two kinds of voices. They are charming, charming Toff, who does some Toff thing of making masks from like his custom suit offcuts, or they're working class property developer who thinks we should turn the island into a gunboat. And that's mm. the only people who will ever be platformed in the British media ever. Yeah, and that's Ever. the same divide that's on uh, split opinion, right? Like, yeah. even though they're within arguably the same human family, Flora Gill is like the, the sort of uh, posh, theoretically harmless one, and Amber Rudd is the uh, like gunboats one. That's Not the theoretically divide. harmful. I know I talk harmful. about this a lot, but there's like just things that having any opinion on is just lame. And like you know, the people who are like serial killer cafe is so cute, and the and people who think that it's really cool to shit on the serial ca killer cafe. Either of those people are the lamest person I've ever met in my whole entire life. That's right, and that's what's happening on this so fucking podcast, where they're just both opinions are boring. Yeah, like th yeah. this. I I was really expecting us to be able to get a good like choleric episode out of this, and instead, what we got was this really kind of perfunctory low energy uh, mm. uh, effort at recording uh, a radio show, and you just kind of came out of it like, well, who care? Um, yeah. Yeah. Neither of them had had enough Brain Force Plus before recording. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was way too normal. Like, you, you can't lead mm. into this kind of show with, like, your mum replying to you on Twitter uh, being Reply like... Mums. Well, uh, yeah, I certainly don't think that we would ever have had about pussies eaten back in the day. <laughs> no. you, you can't, you can't like promise me that. Yeah, and then pussy, pussy me... was rationed then. You couldn't, you couldn't get that much. You know, it was given uh, to you. You got, you got stamps from the honestly, government for pussy. Uh, honestly, ask Alice. Pussy is still being rationed. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Mm. Universal basic income. Remember when oh, yeah. um, Amber Rudd referred to labor women? I was obsessed with that moment. Oh yeah! Oh fuck. yeah! <laughs> Speaking of labor women, she she went into the um the the House of Commons um like MPs lounge, and she said that some labor women <laughs> MPs told her, "You're owning Twitter." <laughs> oh, Jess Phillips. I mean, it was Jess Phillips. It was. It yeah, was yes, certainly yes, fully, Jess fully yeah. Jess Phillips. 
Um, yeah. But like <laughs> Jess Phillips takes us to court to say that she never said that Amber Rudd owns Twitter. Um, Je- no, Je- Jess Phillips will take us to court in order to make us apologize and say that she would never have said this because her words would have been muffled by an enormous flat cap. <laughs> so if we want to talk about labor women, um, uh, we also have uh, Stig Abel saying, and Gloria DiPiero swearing exuberantly with release mm. as she came off the air. So if you remember Gloria DiPiero, which you might not, she mm. was a former Labour MP who resigned before the 2019 general election. She was a Miliband and Corbyn frontbencher. Um, her husband was Tom Watson's director of communications. But here's the most interesting thing. Her office manager ran for her seat in 2019 as a conservative. And huh. his name huh. was Lee Anderson. <laughs> Does anyone remember who that is? You know, I don't. You didn't tell us there was going to be a test. He is no. the he is the um guy who set up the door knock. Who was like, I'd put criminals in work camps. Awesome. That's Fuck. very cool. Jesus. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's our left representation. That's awesome. very cool. Yeah. Some so, very some very cool guys who used to set up work camps. Can't remember their names, yeah. but very cool guys. Yeah. I, I, so, I want to know what swear she said when she came off air. Like, did she just put down the headphones and just go cunt as I do <laughs> after every episode of this? <laughs> um, She's looking Stig Abel dead in the eyes and just going cunt. <laughs> Dago. Dago. <laughs> <laughs> So, Gloria DiPiero's show is called G&T, Gloria, and the T is for Tom Newton Dunn. Oh, I was going to go for transphobia, but no. (laughs) I'm sure there's some in there. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, also Times Radio not only has a platform for all the journalists that just have jobs forever. All the people you know and hate. Yeah, Hmm. all of of the columnists that just have permanent, like, fail-safe jobs. Mm. Also, the columnist who seems to have a very cozy relationship with an organization called Aryan Unity, he also yeah, has he a permanent show. One of their like hit mm. lists, didn't he? Look, yeah. People, people keep trying to cancel Aryan Unity for being a bunch of guys who like to hang out together and be dudes who are they're they're afraid of a bit of guys being supportive of one another. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, and I'm sure Aryan doesn't have any negative. I haven't really looked into that word, but I'm yeah. I assume it's to do with the Afghan airline, Ariana Airlines. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. They're a union for they're an airline union, basically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're anti-worker now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's if you want to know what the left-wing representation is on uh, Times Radio, it's mm. Gloria DiPiero who does a show with um. Uh, possible fascist sympathizer Tom Newton Dunn, named after a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and cool. th- Again, I cannot emphasize enough, right? This sounds like it might be interesting or scandalous or entertaining in some no. hateful way. Oh, no, no. No. It is very boring. Very trivial. Uh, very, very sad. Um, like sad. it's very, very bad ratings. Okay, <laughs> they tried to they tried to do the show without me. They couldn't do it, folks. They couldn't do it. They got in. They got in Gloria Piero. They got. In. She's a loser, by the way. The election she lost it to her own manager. To her own manager. This guy, he runs the office. He's not a politician. He beats her in the election. Very sad. Very sad woman. Okay, pathetic. 
Genuinely, though, the longer I listened to this, the more I found myself turning into Donald Trump. This this is the radio equivalent of uh, my favorite wrinkle of Donald Trump's mind, the phrase, bad food restaurants. (laughs) Look, my favorite wrinkle of Donald Trump's mind, by the way, is your favorite president, and then in parentheses, me. I was like, (laughs) yes, yeah, I get that. My favorite wrinkle of Uh, Donald Trump's neck is the third one. Thank you. Mm, the sexiest <laughs> way from which end? Oh, sorry, uh, Flora. Uh, so, also <laughs> included in the Times Radio lineup are Hugo Rifkind, who is a son of Malcolm Rifkind, and by the way, Giles mm. Corrin also is a um, mm. a nepotism guy. Flora mm. Gill, obvious, yeah. obvious nepotism. I, d- I do riffs, as did my father and his father before him. That's how he got the name, <laughs> Marquis of Riffsbury. Yeah, what, um, if, uh, what if there was a guy who worked in a, in a petrol station, but but he was mentally impaired in some way? Would, would that, is that anything? <laughs> well, had some had some kind of, of decorative feather. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Lord Digby Jones, who is just, you know, a gigantic piece of shit. Aisha mm, Hazarika. She's named um, after the big dog. Yeah. <laughs> My father was a big red dog, and his father before him. <laughs> so we we also have uh, Aisha Hazarika, uh, apparently the person who convinced Ed Miliband to the controls and immigration mug, and also the person who was like, uh, I think it's okay to go to the uh, uh, Aston races because what? Someone on Twitter saying, oh, there's a jet deadly pandemic that's going to kill you if you go is right. No way. Hipster yeah. analysis. Mm. So we have time Twitter MVP. Yeah, all yeah. all time Twitter main character Aisha Hazarika, uh, mm-hmm. and then Matt Chorley, the man who stepped into the fly transporter with a ferret. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Poundland Please James explain Gordon. this to me. <laughs> Matt Chorley is a guy with a normal sized body, but with the face <laughs> of a much smaller man. <laughs> awesome. So he, they, no, so he's like really working class then because he is a ferret, right? Like that's the ultimate. That's as northern as you no, can no, be no, when you not, become not a ferret. Fe- not ferret vibes. Holbein portraits of Henry VIII vibes, but like wearing a lanyard and the like l- new Labour power tie. Hold on, I'm going to send you mm. a picture of him in his pajamas to the uh, group. Oh, DM. thank you, thank Final. you. Oh. <laughs> Finally, oh, I get to see oh. Matt Chorley. Oh. Finally, we're getting some getting some pajamas. Yeah, let me get some. Can I get some chorleys up in the chat? Oh my god! Oh, that is a look. mm, Window pane chat. This is a man who is basically all of Britain is set up to keep from failing. Wait, why Mm -hmm. do you have that readily available again? It is his desktop background. He likes to <laughs> nestle the icons for his software in Matt Chorley's and va- jowls and like crevices. Um, also, he has he has like have a two- Theresa May cushion and on a, that, and a Jeremy. He has a Theresa May and a Jeremy Corbyn stuffed toy because he's a centrist <laughs> in his gigantic kitchen with a bunch of Wait, books. One of which I can always see the American title of his hat right behind. I mean, like I, I, I will say, this is this is what politics is to Matt Chorley and Matt Chorley's ilk is like it is a series of dolls that you can play with, it's just merch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 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 things you can collect. I'm collecting he, he is, opinions. He is a treat boy in a more profound way than a lot of American pundits. I think he's the he's an analog version of the app Parlia. Yes. Um, yeah. That's yeah, true. So no. Anyway, so what a fucking hot dude. Anyway, so all of these fucking incredibly hot people, um, mm. <laughs> like Matt Chorley. Absolute smoke show. It's a good job it's audio only, because otherwise you'd be going, Ugh. Uh, <sighs> I'm only going to do one drop, and one drop only. 
this entire fucking episode. The thing, <sighs> the thing about all of these people, right, is that they are inescapable in British media. You mm-hmm. can't, like, because because the British media ecosystem is so deeply incestuous, they're always writing for one another's papers and going on one another's shows and being interviewed by one another. Complaining on yeah. Twitter that some guy called Trill Zinoviev told them to shut the fuck up. Mm. Um, I wonder why. It's, it's interesting, isn't it, that the two things in British culture that have been overwhelmingly incestuous over the years have been the British aristocracy and the British media. And there are all these aristocrats in the British media. And you, you wonder what it was that attracted them to. It couldn't just it couldn't be that it's a job where again you can't fail and if anyone tell and if and if you get a negative review from your audience everyone you work with will immediately close ranks and and sign some kind of open letter decrying the death of liberal democracy because yeah, someone spoonerized your name yeah it's like being a cop except you have to run even less <laughs> and weirdly they're less fat than cops Mm. No, so um, here before we get to fl- the the details of the awful Amber Flora show, rudderless. I don't want to. There's nothing there. There's nothing well, there. Well, good thing we have some stuff between us in it. Um, so a, a former BBC executive, one Mister Lavelle, recruited to run time run Times Radio, said he hoped listeners would find the station warm and uh, welcoming. Listeners, he hoped listeners would find the station. End of quote. <laughs> Olga, did you find it warm and welcoming? Wait, what do I find warm and welcoming? A former BBC executive, one Mr. Lavelle, recruited to run Times Radio, said he hoped listeners would find the station, quote, warm and welcoming. Oh, I mean, from a production viewpoint, I feel like Alice already mentioned this. The there is an obscene amount of sound effects. And then the whole thing is Mm -hmm. also interrupted by two news dispatches. Yeah, which are horribly done, by the way, because they, they they refuse to like get a package in from Sky like everyone else who has a radio uh, network does, and so they do it themselves. And it's so it's some intern like mechanically reading out the the news off of the wire, and then you have literally uh, they abuse their soundboard way more than I do because every fucking segment of Flora Gill and Amber Rudd show starts with a fully 20-second guitar riff. Uh, that just, it <laughs> it's sounds like Steven riff. Seagal's own album, the way he just goes dirt, 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 for like an hour. That's what it is. Oh, yes. It rules. It's, 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 it's fascinating. Also, like, the, did, did you feel this thing where it was almost like they were doing us a favor by recording it? They were like, well, you begged for it on Twitter, and I guess. Yes. Yeah, like, a, a, a fucking Amber Rudd has this whole little homily at the, like, at the start about how it's going to, like, reach people and, like, change minds. Mm. And it's like, no, you you were the ones who decided to to make this a thing off of the basis of some weirdly incestuous Twitter replies. They're like the influencers. Changed my mind. They're like the influencers that log off and no one asks where they went and they'd be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry I haven't been uploading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, mm. get, gets one like on something <laughs> about doing something. It's like, well, you know, the people demanded it, so... It's it's so wild because like they set out with this thing where it's like, this is, this is a show that's about expanding the marketplace of ideas. And then they spend like 10 minutes making like, oh, mummy doesn't like it when I come from dick. <laughs> and then it just, and then it just like switches into this like entirely anodyne debate about whether it's like Yas Queen to post your nudes or not. 
Yeah, they they try to make Amber Rudd into a sex positive uh, third wave feminist, and it just kind of doesn't go over. But also, why is it um, a good thing if your mom's encouraging you to post your p- pussy on Twitter? The fun about posting your pussy on Twitter is that mom is unhappy with it. Mm, yeah, <laughs> so your mom's only on Adam the class, Nikki, so she can't see. It. Um, well, I think. Look, I, part of that also, right, is there's this. It's it's it it's something that really it it, it where it takes this sort of, uh, let's say, idea, right? About should you post your pussy on Twitter? Being generous and calling it an idea. (laughs) It takes this concept and and they're just... I, I, I mean, they're they You're are listening to Posting Hawk with Amber Rudd and Flora Gill. <laughs> they are, they are essentially. You know, you know, Flora, I really wasn't certain about posting a picture of a pig shitting on its own enlarged balls, but really, having listened to this, I think I've come away with a new perspective. Well, I mean, what they're what they're essentially doing is they're taking some they're taking some idea, but then they are they are arguing it in the most sort of ju- just. Just it, it, you know what, it, what really strikes me about it, right? What I'm trying to get to here mm. is that there is literally nothing new about what they are doing or arguing. The, the the positions that they're both taking are positions that are basically bog standard positions. Of Flora being like, it's fun to post news on Twitter, and Amber Rudd being like, but what if you're being exploited by the many criminals that we need to crack down on? Oh yeah, like there are moments where Amber just fully lets the mask slip and just says something very fascist. That's very I fun. Am but the also, law. okay, I never finished this. But is the logical conclusion that then Amber Rudd posts pictures of her pussy on Twitter? Is that what is that what we're fighting for? <laughs> Olga, so. put down the lathe. Put it down. <laughs> no, no, do not summon this into existence, <laughs> ma'am. Um, step away from the lathe. <laughs> there was an Olga involved lathing. Mm. Uh, you know, so, um. The, uh, a couple more things about Times Radio. Uh, they say about their own station, what's so special about radio more than any other medium is the intimacy uh, that it gives. You can't see the pussy, you can only hear it. That connection it gives. <laughs> Lockdown is still continuing, although of course it's easing, and we want to be a fresh voice in people's ear, particularly those at home. Again, what what fresh voice? Yeah. These, are people that we, these are people that we cannot escape and you're just giving them another way into everyone's ear. This is basically like if if they did the radio equivalent of the Expendables for all the dumbest pieces of shit in British media. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we've got a franchise. You know all the worst cunts from the newspaper. What if we put them all on a on a like on a radio station with absolutely no originality of format or anything to talk about? And they just like you know, oh, it's her and her mum who deported a load of black people. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about their pussies and what they do with them. Mm, like, what yeah, is it's... it? Like, what? Who, who is this for? Like, it made me... I was just losing my mind listening to it. But, like, but what hogs? Amber Rudd doesn't have hogs. Like, Amber oh, no, Rudd's no, hogs no, are like your I dad disagree. who votes Tory. He's not listening to this. I think... I think there are... I think there is an audience, not just of us, I think there is an audience of perhaps as many as four or five lanyard wearing mm. spads who really what they want is the full spectrum Please, warfare, spads is a slur Alice. the like assailing dominance of these dickheads in every possible medium uh, at the same time right and i think if they get that they might be very happy but like it's just mm. it is psychic violence on everyone else the kind of guys who google amber rudd deep fake on a yeah, weekly yeah, basis yeah, just yeah. to check you cannot listen to this if you have a human soul is the thing because it will rip that shit right out of you alice i can tell you about why times radio was created 
the station, so goes this interview, is aimed at people who may have been. Uh, could you please prepare any sound effect? Uh, Tur- yeah. Turned off by other radio networks by the febrile tone of political I, I've been debate. I'm going to continue to come. Skip's been coming. He's going to continue to come. And people just need to get over that. Oh. Why did you just play that clip of Flora Gill? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just basically. Like, Amber, I want to address this issue. <laughs> So basically, it's yeah, it's for people who've been turned off of the radio shows by the mm. too oppositional political debate. Why don't you turn off this radio station instead? <laughs> it will shun <laughs> it will shun phone-ins in unnecessarily adversarial interviews with a focus mm. on informed expertise. And if you want to know it, what, how they plan to avoid adversarial interviews, the first show they did with Asma Mir and Stig Abel was an interview with Boris Johnson where they allowed him to say everything he was going to do for the economy and then thanked him for his time. Mm. Amazing. Well, like, the thing is, right, like, wh- what, what adversarial nature, like, I know occasionally, like, Newsnight or whatever will be like, a, our trans people are kind of goblin. We asked a trans person and, like, <laughs> the weirdest person we could find. To, the, to debate, but like for the most part, where there is adversarial politics now, it's been completely cornered that there's nothing to like actually disagree on. And so you just have Keir Starmer go on LBC and Nick Ferrari hits him over the back of the head with a folding chair and calls him a communist. <laughs> but like that's not adversarial, that's just <laughs> bullying. They don't have Keir Starmer is just Vince other. McMahon now, and yes. uh, Nick Ferrari is Ric Flair, and they're just having yes. these huge leaps. Literally, if yes. You, no, you, like it is, it is a worked shoot. Fucking Keir Starmer is like going to the mat and being like, ah, ooh, ooh. but like, there's no, there's no confrontation. There's no adversarial nature there. There is no conflict. The only kind of conflict there is whether you like a red rosette or a blue rosette, because those things are different, and one of them makes me feel good. Mm. Yeah. If you want an actual new voice in British radio, give Dave Courtney a sh- hour-long show every yes. day. Hello, yes. you're listening to you're listening to uh, to clump clump or cunt with you're, me you're, and Flora Gill. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yes, yes. Hello, David. Um, you you know some bloody big geezers, don't you? They'd probably come in my pussy. Yeah, well, you got to be fucking careful with some of them, I tell you. They are, well, they are big flat-nosed geezers. Uh, well, it's like, um, fucking, uh, honestly, like, D- Dave Courtney, honestly, Dave Courtney's announcement of his socially distanced party at his house that he's throwing and yeah. having and doing live comedy at, yeah. that's more interesting and nationally relevant than anything on Times Radio. He's promoting yeah. it with the hashtag, talking with criminals. <laughs> Conversations rule. with criminals. Sugar sorry. Geometry Conversa- on Times Radio, cowards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. T- or, Times Radio is like a big mug of tepid piss. Not even yeah. warm piss. Tepid piss because it's for the people who are like who see this entirely phony kind of confrontation that occupies you know LBC or the BBC or whatever else, and they're like, oh no, that's too much. No, I don't. So I, I, no, I don't like that at all. Do you want to take it? Does everyone here want to take a, a trip in a time machine back to 2017? Always. Um, okay. The genesis of Times Radio was around the time of the heat around the post Brexit maelstrom. It felt. Post Brexit maelstrom is the name of my post punk band. <laughs> it felt like the public discourse was getting increasingly polarized. We feel that mm. listeners want an intelligent, thoughtful approach to the news. We've talked ah! about different. We have ah! talked. 
about different startups. <laughs> it's polarized because there are opposing interests. You fucking clowns! Like what? Ah! Oh, I hate how polarized the debate between the French resistance and the Nazis is. Can't we just find some common ground? Why can't we just find somewhere to agree on with people who completely oppose our interests? Yes! Oh, oh, I'm so smart! I'm sitting on a throne of my own brain! The entire <laughs> planet is my brain! I was born from an unholy union of two people with Habsburg jaws so large they had to live in a barn because they couldn't fit through normal doors. But I am constantly being silenced by the people who give me £400,000 a year jobs on establishment media products. <sighs> I knew that would get you. Oh, it's just it's just so dumb because it's like right like all this establishment media shit is dying but they have so much money that they keep throughout making more but even dumber establishment media products that are listened to by no one and then what's amazing to me about it is that like if you want to do establishment media that works which is extremely difficult because the, the broadcasting constraints are just fucked right what you can do is you can make the jeremy vine show on radio too right I have a thing, right, I honestly, I fucking love Jeremy Vine because all he does is in a, in a way you can get away with on the BBC, just allow people to phone him up and make idiots of themselves while he just like asks them very gentle questions about why they think that. And it will be something like, you know, I think kettles are like the next Brexit. And he's like, okay, well, would you care to elaborate? And like, he just like subtly just like trolls his way through like your dad's opinions. And that's basically all you can do. The best you can, and then plays Susudio at the end of it. <laughs> so, I mean, this, when was the last time you heard someone starting an organization on the basis that public discourse is getting increasingly polarized, not counting Parlia? About five minutes ago. Really? Uh, I, feel, I yeah. feel like people stopped doing that because they realized that it was pointless. Oh no, 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 no. there's fucking... an endless supply of these fucking things. Um, yeah, I just, the one, I the one the that I have in button. mind is oh, the Lincoln sure. Project, which is the attempt to rehabilitate oh, yeah. the Republican Party of Trump by being like, Ronald Reagan, wasn't he nice? So, um, well, the, the, the idea of another, in, another institution, another business that started to take it to try to center and moderate the political debate the last one I guess I could think of was like tortoise. But I don't, uh, have, yeah. have you uh, Olga, have you have you run across one of these recently? Oh my god, that's a really good question. I also find it really interesting that Times like Times Radio in its like podcast form isn't something that like the average the average user or reader of Times could even like technologically wrap their brains around. So I don't know how long Oh heavens no. This is gonna serve <laughs> I, I wonder if they're cutting news into the podcast just so like the seventy five year old listener can be like, oh it's like the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, say, is it available on landline <laughs> so, so bbc executives have admitted that presenters who repeatedly interrupt guests during interviews are the biggest source of audience complaints so times radio is an outlet for those people yeah you know people what would be good in an interview is if we just didn't do one yeah. What a- Listen, when someone when someone phones up my radio show and they want to advance an opinion, like uh, uh, prisons are like holiday camps or the film Ghost doesn't make any sense, I, I let them I let them say their piece because I'm a reasonable geezer. But if I don't like what they've said, they get a fucking clump. All right, that's just <laughs> how it works. To answer your question, yeah. I th- as a stand-up comedian, I'll tell you what that is, and that is Saturday Night Live. Mm. Oh yeah. 
Elevating the discourse, yeah. <laughs> but that's a place where they're constantly trying to like humanize both sides and then just be like, it's funny. The hair is mm. funny. What the, the 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 whole thing about just immigration policy and gun policy and uh, and healthcare is just yeah. the hair that's funny. I, I I love to see Kate McKinnon dressed as an ICE agent, cake walk out onto the stage. <laughs> um. Yeah, like if if you want to understand Times Radio, it is essentially a more respectable Saturday Night Live. Uh, it's so funnier. Got, it's funnier oh, than Saturday I, I Night hate, Live. I hate this now because it's made me think about Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I've got a couple of quotes from Giles Corrin's show. Oh uh, boy, who's, he I, said, I, I'm ready on the bleep button. <laughs> yeah, he said, "We're." He said, so, "He said something along the lines of, um, as a little aside, because this whole show is basically him doing a bad Hugh Grant impression." Uh, what do you mean, says, putting oh, piss on his face? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, having sex with a trans woman. <laughs> um, no he way says, to talk about Liz early. Uh, we're all, we're all, <laughs> God damn it. Dude, I wish. We're all slaves to technology now. Oh, God, I can't say slaves, can I? Wait, what? He says, oh, he we're says all slaves. We're all uh, slaves my, my to technology favorite kind now. of censorship, pretending you're, you are being censored on your own radio show, which is not censored. Yeah. He's like, oh, I couldn't uh. say slaves. And another thing was, he was talking about some like uh, anodyne building in the southwest of London. Uh, and he says, I may give this person, this person I'm going to talk about this building to, mm. I may give her a hard time about the fact that the building we're talking about was built when somewhere somewhere else in the world bad things were happening to some people. And then we'll be talking to Tom Parker Bowles on cookery. What? Wow. Okay. <laughs> just I, I'm gonna have- baffling. Just what? It's very, it's very funny to me that he thinks the most offensive thing on his show will be him talking about um, a fucking building when the most offensive thing on his show will almost certainly be that he's having Tom Parker Bowles on it. <laughs> No, so um, I think what he's saying is right that oh, and uh, don't worry, I'm not going to try to cancel like the Kew Gardens Palm Nursery because it was like mm. built at a time when there was slavery. Um, it's more like oh, I'm not going to talk about this. Triggered uh, a little bit, like uh, yeah, don't but, uh, once again put trigonometry on Times Radio. Yeah, it's to be more honest. honest about the about the vibe that it has. Uh, well, on this week's trigonometry, we're talking about why it is that the left don't don't Google Venezuela often enough, aren't we, aren't we Constantine? So, um, who we've got on is uh, Doctor Doctor Jao Eichmann, uh, <laughs> whose uh, whose family were, were chased off of their ancestral land in Peru by uh, evil communists. Uh, Doctor Eichmann, uh, what do you have? To, what do you have to say about that? No, the only Times Radio show I will listen to again, I will never listen to another Times Radio show program again. I think I can say that probably for everyone here. If they give Trigonometry and the Romaniacs the same slot, mm-hmm. I will listen to that. Oh, yeah. It's, if, it's if like they have epic to rap fight battles of each history. other for it, like the Serbian mm-hmm. Parliament. Oh, then yes. yeah. That's the other thing. Trigonometry and the Romaniacs, but there is one mic in that room. Yes. Yeah. And Dave Courtney is referee. Yeah. Yeah. One now mic. I want to see some good clean clumps from you cunts, all right? I could have all of you at once. Let's just get that started. Let's get that straight from the fucking now, get-go. I'm a criminal who's done many murders. Yeah. Actually, I have up to nine illegal weapons on me at this very moment. And don't worry, I have phoned the old Bill to let him know. Just one mic, two folding chairs, two podcasts at the same time. We have yes. fixed your radio show, The Times. Bill us accordingly. It would literally be mm. better. We're going to do eight minutes of talking about split opinion. 
Oh boy. That's, ma- that's eight minutes. That's ten minutes more than it deserves. <laughs> Listeners, are you ready to edge? <laughs> so, <sighs> basically, if to rem- as a little reminder of um of whether if you have, if you're asking yourself, is Amber Rudd bad? Mm. Remember mm. that um she uh basically said, don't worry, there aren't any deportation targets denying any knowledge of deportation targets uh, for the Home Office, leading to the deportation and um and deaths of many people who were like legally allowed to be here not that that means that like being legally allowed to be here should be the difference between getting deported no, and but a killed. lot of them had absolutely no clue that their that their immigration status was anything other than you know just lives here permanently yeah. Yeah, um, exactly, and of course, legally, it was that they just couldn't prove it in a lot of cases. Yes, yeah. So, M and Amber Rudd, when asked, "Hey, are you doing this?" said no, and then when evidence emerged that she was, she was like, "Ah, yes." It turns out get, it was Schrodinger's deportation. That, that, this was the worst thing, right? This was the only part that made me genuinely angry or care enough to be angry. Was she got a little dig in at Theresa May, right? Right at the start, she references. Um, uh, a, a quote uh, attributed to John Maynard Keynes, where he says, uh, "When when the facts change, I, I change my mind. What do you do?" And she then says, "I got in trouble with this in politics, including with my boss, the then Prime Minister." And it's very strange because her boss, the then Prime Minister, essentially fired her for resolutely not doing that and instead attempting to mm. change the facts what about uh, what about when the feelings changed on maynard keynes what do you do then sorry yeah. so basically if you go back to the premise of times radio bringing this up is the kind of thing that people complain to the bbc about mm. so we can't do that we just no. have to talk about how one of them is like a sex person and the other one is oh. like an older tory yeah mm. and so it's exactly. like the odd except couple. Amber Rudd is like a repressed sex person because there's that bit where she talks about how she sent A. A. Gill like a, a bronze that she'd had molded on her tits, which for some reason is now in the possession of A. A. Gill's third wife, which is just normal Tory sex the, life. The upper class are fundamentally strange. Yes, we called the first edition of the of this show the episode one of which this is the episode two, the condition of the upper class ruling class in England, and I stand by it. They are a diseased people. That being said, Perfect. of the two of them, which one is hornier? The one who has a bronze tit of herself or the one who rides her boyfriend cowgirl style? Oh, I've made a right fucking bronze tit of myself here. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you get a bronze cast of your own tit? Do you, do you have like a bronzes guy that you go <laughs> Prob- to? Yes, that's called being posh, yeah. Dave Courtney. <laughs> Wait, Dave Courtney was somehow able to steal Amber Rudd, a bronze of her own tit. (laughs) The uh, greatest thief this country has ever seen. No, her tit is made out of bronze like the the golden arm of the Quibi woman. (laughs) (laughs) Bury me with my my bronze tits. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, hell yeah. um, Yeah, so, like, you really cannot overemphasize the extent to which, like, Amber Rudd is... One of the closest things that we have to a real life villain, hmm. like, and, and and she is essentially again allowed to just be like, sort of you know, have a cute little a cutesy little show where she and her you know airhead daughter sort of you know um uh, argue between points that are just not even contentious. Hmm. They argue between two po- the two poles of argument that they have on their show split opinion 
are the sort of progressive most and least progressive that are allowed within the mainstream Tory party. <laughs> yeah, and about such trivial things. Like the, the the episode that we listened to, the um the the point of debate was less interesting than the trash future Brendan O'Neill debate, right? It was it was is it good, right? Is it good to just post pictures of yourself nude on social media? And then yes. the, yeah. the, yes, the answer is. the answer to this, it turns out, is we listen for an hour to the strange way that Amber Rudd pronounces sexual, sexual yeah. for an hour, and then mm. uh, we don't really get a resolution there. The resolution is if it's empowering, but by the way, sex work is not empowering. Yeah, and porn is right out also. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. The, the res the, basically it's um if it is empowering by some strange metric that we don't explain, but if you are, if it is your job, um, then it's not empowering. When Amber Rudd was talking about porn, or when she was talking about sex work, uh, you know, what I was thinking was, okay, it's it's nice that your daughter is is sort of uh, less problematic about this stuff. But only one of you gets to actually vote on legislation about it, and there's no addressing of that particular quandary whatsoever. And there never will be because it's just it's not uh, it it doesn't go with the kind of the super happy fun time that we've uh, we've planned out for this show. Well, look, I mean, the the acceptable bound of the British media is essentially that uh, there is a consensus. Hmm. And that's why it's so fucked that it's like a new voice. It's not a new voice. It's like, okay, it's not a universally accepted voice. Certainly there will be people who will like have more problematic views than that. But it's not anything more challenging than you get on like Radio 4, right? No, it, it claims to be a new voice. It is essentially just, it's all the same shit. We wouldn't have talked about it if not for the Amber Rudd, Flora Gill thing. Mm. But I think, you know, if you want to do like a little, almost like a little review, what is British media? What is it doing? And why is it among the, if you multiply nationality by industry, why is British media among the least trusted of anyone in the entire world? This is why, because it's a basically treehouse for a bunch of friends and their idiot children to sit around and, uh, and, and, and essentially loudly agree with one another, and then everyone either has to listen to that or this. Yeah, it, it's, it's all Matt Chorley's Corbin dolls, right? It's that. It's that. It's, uh, fundamentally, right, like... At the base of every time we read a stupid article from a from the Times or whatever, the base message is the British media has decided the British media class, the British media industry has decided what it's going to be. And what it's going to be is this. And it will use every single tool at its disposal. Every, it will sacrifice anyone and anything. It will burn any principle to the fucking ground to make sure that this fucking uh, Hugo Rifkin's extra 40,000 pounds a year that he gets or whatever that he gets from like doing an, a, an hour a week of you know just sort of remembering his famous dad um, mm. to ensure that never goes away and that always is protected 
Hello, you're listening to the Dave Courtney Show on Times Radio. I've got Matt Chorley tied to an office chair, and I'm going to be throwing <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn dolls at his head until he pays me what he fucking owes me. Yeah, get, get, give, do you want a new voice in media? Give Charles Bronson a show. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Bronson kind of rules, like... Oh, yeah. uh, Tom Usher did a tweet the other day that if we're deciding who should be Prime Minister by how many press-ups we, we should do, then absolutely Bronson would be Prime Minister because he does 2,000 a day. And I was like, you know what? I'd take a punt on Bronson being Prime Minister. <laughs> Make a worse job. <laughs> Policy would just be mad. You know, it would just be like, prison guards are all going to be giraffes. Like, it would be that level of insane. But you know what? Can't be worse than regular prison guards. <laughs> yeah, much taller and according to certain sketches, uh, sexier perhaps. Yes. Uh, look, so ultimately, the new TF campaign, give Dave Courtney a show on Times Radio, yeah. make one thing on it listenable, and not boring as shit. Mm. Or uh, do the or- trigonometry Romaniacs thing. Yeah, we yes. have two shows. Two shows for you, Times Radio. Yeah, consider Tr- this a pitch. Number one, Dave Courtney morning show, Ask a Criminal, where you can call in and he can tell you about, you can ask him a question and he can give you an answer that involves a different crime he committed. You're listening to Dave Courtney and the Clump. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. Number two. The Romaniacs versus Trigonometry fight over one microphone one hour of time. Yeah, Yeah, heck in a sec. Who can can get it done? Mm. Um, I like Trigonometry for that. I think they're hungrier. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I want to go back. I want to go back round um, and do the final, the fu- final judgments mm. on Times Radio. Uh, I, I'm going. I'm going to start with with Olga. We summoned this into existence. Uh, do you regret summoning this into existence? Well, yes and no. I think, like, I think if we're gonna summon it, I think it hasn't gone far enough. So I would like to propose to them like a "put your money where your mouth is" type of approach, where they will debate something, and whoever wins, they have to go do that thing. So, like, mm. I want the nudes posted. <laughs> if like they're talking about legalizing drugs and decide that they should, like, I want Amber Rudd on meth, right? Like, I need them to go <laughs> do the thing. Like, they were like, "Oh my god, I I'm looking forward to going to restaurants in the middle of a pandemic." I want you in those restaurants licking the surfaces. Put your money where your mouth is. This show Amber has Rudd a lot of fans. potential. Mm. I mean, a- a- Amber, Amber Rudd just like sort of fidgeting and like rubbing her nose while telling you that you're inspiring is a very funny idea to me. I, I'm Flora Gill, and welcome to Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I believe it's um, the Jack Arse. Jackass. <laughs> Jackass. Jackass. They're all going to be throwing tangerines at my ass <laughs> using high lie things. <laughs> oh, they're pouring hot Alice. bronze on my titties. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Cast in hot bronze. Wouldn't that hurt? I think they cast it in plasticine first. Alice, final yes. judgments. Final judgments. Uh, uh, it's, it's very, very bad. bad. Like no, I, I mean fi- final final judgments. Uh, I, I I I'm coming to something very nerdy here, which is that in the universe of Vampire the Masquerade, uh, it's one of the things that uh, vampires suffer from is that they cannot create an original work themselves. Everything they do will only be derivative, and so it's always going to be a copy of a copy of a copy, and it contains uh, nothing novel. Uh, and, and this is like some kind of existential torture over an infinite lifetime. That's how this made me feel. Uh, mm. 
a, a very, a very impactful final judgment. Milo, final judgments. Uh, you know, my my final judgment on this is that, like, it was obviously it was it was awful. Like, it was psychological <laughs> torture. Yeah. To listen to it to the point where I like look, I have been given to exaggerating on occasion, but I am not exaggerating when I say that it was less than ten seconds into the show when I let out my first ah oh, like because just even yeah, just the came. way they even just the way they talk yeah, yeah, but I busted a fat ass now. Even just the way that they it, it, this was a posh show though, so it was a hazelnut. Uh, the just like the way that they even were just talking to each other was just like awful. There was a bit of the start where she was like, and my mum, Amber Rudd, and she went, um, that's the right honourable Amber Rudd uh, to you, and it's like, I, I want to kill myself. Like, hmm. But obviously, there's also a part of me which is, you know, a, a, a podcast shit poster, right? So, like, I was also, like, feeding off it, right? It was hmm. killing my brain, but also in a way that I was like, yes, give me more of this. Like, so, also, like, a vampire relationship. Yeah. You got addicted to getting your blood fed on by the Amber Rudd Flora Gill show. Yeah. Oh my God. Is this gonna? Am I gonna turn into Flora Gill if I keep listening no, you're to gonna, this show? No, you're a Renfield for Flora Gill and Amber yeah, Rudd. Exactly. Oh no. Yeah. You, yeah. You're cattle now. Yeah. Sorry, Milo. You're cattle. Um. All right. So look. All right. Look. So, I think that's about all we have time for today on this, uh, this bonus episode where we listen <gasps> to the. Single worst lineup of programming. I actually listened to more than just Amber Rudd and Flora Gill's show. Oh no! I listened to Giles Corin. I listened to <laughs> yeah, that's, yes, this show. I listened also to Giles Corin's show. Um, oh, okay, just to all see it's the if same. he did any slurs. Uh, I listened to the ten. Following minutes. is a list of boys I would murder. <laughs> I listened. I listened to ten minutes of it, and I was like, nope, sorry, too boring. So I listened mm. to at least ten minutes more than all of you. Um. It, yeah, or than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or indeed than anyone else. So if you listen to Times Radio, uh, for uh, non podcast making reasons, has been affected by Times Radio. <laughs> you can call the Samaritans. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you actually do listen to Times Radio, uh, do write in. Mm. Um, also, I'd like to remind everybody that um. Uh, this presentation of Flora Gilliger, the first three rows will need a splash protector. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, anyway, that's this has been our episode on Times Radio. May we never fucking speak of it again. Yeah, you know it. Let's let Stephen A. Smith play us out, and let's yeah, you know. never speak of this again. You, uh, you, and now for the news bulletin, the up, Shower of Iran. Hold <laughs> up, you. So you know, you you know what it is. You know the bail fund links are in the description because people are still people are still getting arrested. People are still getting fucked with by justice system in the United States. A lot of several people now are getting murdered by the police again, just like happened after Ferguson. What a coincidence! These people hmm. need to be rescued from the justice system. Anyway, so. they're talking about that next week on Flora Gill and Amber Rudd's yeah. show. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Not enough of that is happening. Being murdered uh, by the police, is it good or bad? Amber Rudd thinks it's good, Flora Gill thinks it's bad, but sometimes reasonable. <laughs> yeah, so um, you know what it is. Do all that shit. Um, once you have done that, and only once you have done that, there will be a t-shirt link as well mm -hmm. that you can do things with. And also, don't forget, 
Oh, wait, this is the premium already, right? So you already have the Boney Island whitefish and Britonology and things of that nature. So mm. never mind. Never yep. mind. The theme never song mind. is Ginseng by Here We Go. It's on Spotify. <laughs> nope, yeah. that's bad. It's on bad. Times Radio. <laughs> yeah, the, the theme song is Here We Go by Ginseng. You can find it on Times Radio. In the- yeah, you find <laughs> it, it's also the theme music for Giles Corrin's show for due to an admin mix-up. <laughs> anyway. The, the uh, theme song is Stephen A. Smith talking about how he and Skip Bayless are going to come. I, I've been coming. <laughs> I'm going to continue to come. Skip's been coming. He's going to continue to come. And people just need to get over that. (laughs) 